Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next edition of the Abibitor State of the Union podcast. In this podcast, we will talk about the last quarter of the season, who got into the playoffs, kind of what position they were in, and since I believe we're ready for the Super Bowl, we'll kind of give you an overview of how the playoffs went to that point and how everybody got to where they are. I believe the Super Bowl will be the Browns and the Packers again. Uh, This matchup has happened quite a few times over the course of this franchise that we've been doing. Um, Some games have been closer than others. As I recall, last year the Super Bowl wasn't, or at least the score didn't indicate that the game was that close, but I do believe the Packers had had several turnovers last year. Uh, so maybe that'll change this year. Um, we'll also look at the injury report, see if there's any significant injuries before the Super Bowl, and then I will give my prediction on who I think will win. Um, starting with the Cleveland Browns, through the last quarter of the season, they went undefeated. Uh, they finished the regular season with a record of 15-1, and one, um, which locked up the number one seed in the AFC for the playoffs. Um, looking at scores for a lot of their games, Browns were pretty dominant most of the year. Uh, really the closest, two closest games they really had. Uh, were a loss to the Lions, and then their victory over the Chiefs was only by a touchdown. Uh, most of the rest of their games weren't really that close, so the score was never in the doubt. I guess they did have a, only a touchdown win over the Vikings on the road. So it looks like a couple of times teams kind of gave them a little bit of a run and pushed them, but they tended to beat everybody and rightfully so they are a fairly talented team on both sides of the ball um pretty much almost having to play them every year and sometimes even twice a year because of the playoffs i can tell you they are usually fairly talented on both sides of the ball um so you know 15 and 1 almost perfect uh, means nobody still has had a perfect season since the Dolphins did it. Uh, I want to say it was 71 or 74. Might even have been earlier than that. Um, but that Dolphins team still remains the only team to go undefeated through the regular season. Um, and wrapping up the number one seed means that the Browns get a bye week through the first week of the playoffs. Um there's kind of two schools of thought when it comes to the playoffs. There are some people that say, you know, wrapping up that one seed or that two seed to get that bye week is, you know, kind of the main goal. That's what you should be going for because then you get an extra week once the regular season's over to prepare for whoever you're going to have to play instead of immediately having to play the next weekend in the wild card round. Um, there are some people that will tell you they would prefer to just go straight in and have to play in the wild card round because, you know, 
say they went on a four-game winning streak at the end of the season, that they can keep that you know momentum rolling into the wild card round. They think. Um, for some people, the worry is the teams that get the buys that have the extra time off. They might get a little rusty. Timing might not be off because you know it's two weeks in between games for them at that point, and the team that they're playing has already played a game before there, so they're maybe more a little in tune with each other on what they're trying to do offensively and defensively, and you know not having to try to bring it all back together after having a couple of weeks off and not being competitive. Um, but the Browns finish fifteen and one, get the number one seed in the first round by. Um, so we'll see how that turns out for them. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. Uh, through the last quarter of the season, the Chiefs went 2-1-1. One, and one. Um, Going into the last quarter of the season, the Chiefs were going to need a lot of help to make the playoffs. Um, at that point, they were three games out of their division. They were also pretty much three games out of the wild card, both spots, and they needed quite a bit of help to get in. Um, they helped themselves out with a win over the Raiders and a win over the Broncos on the road for their last two division games of the year. Um, unfortunately, it didn't really matter getting those two victories. In Week 16, they lost to the Tennessee Titans, and that pretty much ended their chances at the playoffs uh, week 17 mathematically they still had a shot but it wasn't a real great shot of getting the second wild card spot um, and that and that week they tied the Giants so they didn't really do themselves any favors um, so the Chiefs missed out on the playoffs this year um, you know you don't want to you don't want to say injuries or what, you know, derailed your season. But back in week eight, when they lost one of their players against the Raiders and then they lost another starter in week nine against the Eagles, uh, that was kind of the beginning of a six game losing streak that kind of pretty much doomed their season. Um, it really hurt them in their division because the Raiders did pretty well. And the Chiefs just weren't able to make up the ground to get into the playoffs. Um, so there's always next year. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes this is the way it goes. Um, continuing on with the AFC, we will go look at the Patriots. And over the last quarter of the season, the Patriots went 3-1. and one. Um Patriots won their division and had the second best record in the AFC, so they got the second seed, which gives them a first-round bye as well. Um, when we get to the playoffs, we'll look at the wild card round. We'll see who played there and then who moved on to play the Dol or the Patriots and the Browns. Um, there for. A little while, the Dolphins were pushing the Patriots in that division. Um, but I do believe the Patriots ended up winning by, I think, won their division by three games, I think, or at least two. So the Dolphins kind of fell off towards the end of the season. Um, 
and I don't believe the Dolphin Dolphins were one of the teams ahead of the Chiefs, but I don't believe they made the playoffs either. Um, they may have gotten the second wild card. We'll see when we get there. Um, so moving on, we'll go switch over to the NFC. We'll take a look at the Packers. And the Packers finish the last quarter of the season going one and three. Um, they had a couple of division matchups in that stretch, both games against the Lions. Uh, they dropped the home matchup, but won in Detroit. Um, and in between those games, they had a loss to the Bengals, and then in Week 17, and I'm going to guess that you know, week 17, they probably maybe, with a playoff spot locked up, they probably sat some starters. So it was a 27-21 loss to the Steelers. So you can't really look into that one too much, especially if they were sitting starters, because, you know, you want those guys healthy when the playoffs roll around. And the Packers had the ended up with the second seed in the NFC, so they got a bye week in the first week. So for some of those starters who might have been, you know, banged up a little bit seven 16 game seasons kind of long and guys are going to get nicked up as you go so that probably gave them an extra week to give those guys some time to you know recover and get closer to 100 percent going into the playoffs um but they were able to hold on to win their division um they weren't able to hold on to the number one seed that went to the uh Washington football team, I believe, uh, and we'll verify that when we get to the wild card round in the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the Panthers, uh, the Panthers went two and two over the last quarter of the season. Um, in that stretch, they had a division game against the Chicago Blues. Uh, that was at home, and they lost that game. Um, they followed that up with a division win over the Falcons and then a win over the Jets. Uh, week 17 was a loss to the Rams. It was the, the score was 14 to 10, so that would kind of tell me maybe they sat some starters too going into the playoffs. Although I do believe the Panthers got in as a wild card, so they probably didn't sit too many starters because there wasn't, I don't think, a sure thing that they were going to get in. I think they needed... I think they needed somebody else to lose to get in. So they probably didn't really sit anybody just in case, you know, didn't go their way. Um, the loss didn't hurt them, though. I, they got in as the second wild card, I believe. Um, so four, four out of the five teams made the playoffs this year. Um, you know, more often than not, all five teams managed to get in. Uh, here the last couple of years, though, it seems somebody's had a rough year and not gotten in. Uh, this year it's the Chiefs. Last year it was the Patriots. I think the year before that it was the Packers didn't get in. Um, I think the only team that's not missed the playoffs in recent memory is the Browns. I think everybody else has missed at least once within the last you know six or seven. Um. So, you know, not the end of the world. Chiefs will bounce back next season and hopefully get back in. Um, 
you know, we'll see see if they can make some splashes in free agency in the draft and see if they can't figure out what happened and prevent that for and prevent missing the playoffs next year. Um real quick, let's go look at the injury report. I know going into the playoffs there were a couple of the teams, the Packers and the Patriots, I know, had a couple of injuries going into the playoffs. Um, I do believe the Packers were going to have their two players back for the divisional round. Um, so in that situation, it was good for the Packers to get that bye week. Gave those two injured guys another you know, week of rest so that they could you know, get back closer to 100% and then they could be available to play in the divisional round. Um, for the Patriots, I believe Hageman was still going to be out. I think the earliest they would have been able to get him back would be the Super Bowl. Um, well, that being said, I believe they could have played him in the AFC Championship game. Uh, most of the time, you'll get the option the last week of a player's time on the injured list. It'll say, do you want to go ahead and play this guy? Um, there's a risk that they'll get re-injured which you know will keep them out longer if you go ahead and play them or you can go ahead and say you know keep them out for the last week of this of their injury so that you know they come back healthy and the chance of them getting re-injured is less um so we'll see we'll go take a look at that and see if maybe the patriots didn't play him that week um uh, the Chiefs, last time we did this podcast, the Chiefs had a player that was injured, but he came after the end of Week 17. Was That was the last week he was on the report, so he's healthy again. So he should be um, able to you know, fully participate in the offseason and be ready for next season. And looking at the injury report going into the playoffs, the Patriots were the only team with someone injured going into the playoffs. Um, and Hageman, yeah, unless they decided to play him in the champ, unless they decided to play him in the championship game, uh, the earliest they would get him back was if they make the Super Bowl. Um, taking a look at. The playoffs. In the wild card round, I believe the Panthers were the only team that had to play in the wild card round. Uh, everybody else had buys. Um, in the AFC, your wild card teams were the Raiders and the Brooklyn Bulls. Um, and then the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, for the NFC, it was the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, not very often you get division rivals meeting each other in the playoffs very often, but it does happen once in a while. Um, and then the other wild card game for the NFC was the Panthers and the Lions. Um, in that game, the Panthers won 56 to nothing. Uh, you can't really look into the scores of user versus computer too much because 
we're all pretty efficient at beating the computer by this point. Um, every once in a while we'll have an issue with a you know, computer game. But more often than not, if it's a user against the computer, the user wins. Um, and sometimes, as in this case, the score is pretty kind of lopsided in favor of the user. Um, I do believe in this game the Panthers lost their young running back, Matt Castle, for the playoffs. Um, since I didn't watch the game, I don't know at what point during the game he was injured. Um, but that was kind of a blow to the Panthers. Uh, we'll see how that affects their offense throughout the rest of the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the divisional round. In the divisional round, the Browns played the Texans. The Panthers traveled to Washington to play the Washington football team. The Raiders went to New England to take on the Patriots, and the Cardinals traveled to Green Bay to take on the Packers and Lambeau. Um, all users won. Um, as I said, scores were pretty lopsided. Browns won 56-9. Patriots won 69-0. Panthers won 38-10. And the Packers won 35-10. Um... Panthers were the only team that had to go on the road during the division round. Uh, doesn't look like it really affected them much. Apparently, they didn't. They made a. Apparently, they covered for the loss of Castle, although they only had 45 rushing yards, so it kind of fell on their quarterback, apparently, to kind of carry them through a little bit more. Um, but that looks like that wasn't much of a problem either. Uh, looking at the stats real quick, he finished with 370 yards and four touchdowns. Um, so this round didn't seem to hurt him missing their young running back. Uh, you hope that, you know, this was the second time he was injured this season. You hope that doesn't lead to him getting the mon kind of the moniker of being injury prone. Um, sometimes... You know, rookies coming into the NFL, they have a little bit more of a tendency to get injured in their rookie years just because, I mean, college to the NFL is just a different level. Um, guys in the NFL are, you know, bigger, faster, and stronger. Um, not to say that the college kids aren't, you know, on par with the NFL guys, but there's probably a little bit of difference for some rookies as far as, you know, the difference between the, in the weight programs between their, you know, college and what they're going to have to do in the NFL. Um, so you hope this was just a couple of, you know, freak little incidents that happened. And then after a full off season of the Panthers weight program next season, he gets to stay healthy. Um, you don't want to see him turn into a injury prone guy. Um, but if that tends, if that's the case, then hopefully the Panthers will be able to get a reliable backup to fill in while he's hurt. Uh, moving on to the championship rounds, um, as expected, it was the Browns and Patriots in the AFC, and the Panthers and the Packers in the NFC. Um, I caught the tail end of the Patriots-Browns game. Um, Score was forty nine to ten. 
Uh, from what I saw of the game, Patriots were turning the ball over, which unfortunately does not help your case when you're trying to win on the road. Uh, looking at the stats, the Patriots had eight turnovers to the Browns' one. Um Without Hegman, the Patriots only had seven yards of rushing, so that was a part of their part of their game that they were missing. They're usually pretty pretty decent at running the ball. Again, speaking from experience, from having to play them quite a bit, um, so that really seemed to that loss seemed to hurt them a little bit. Uh, the Browns, on the other hand, rushed for two hundred and sixty yards. Um, now for those of you that may not know, um, the Browns have been running screens a lot the last few years. Um, the screen does not, a screen pass, even though it is a pass from the quarterback to the running back, doesn't count as a, it doesn't count towards the passing yards of the quarterback. A screen counts as rushing yards for the running back that catches the ball. Um, so of that 260 yards that the Browns had, I don't know how much of that was off the screen game and how much of that was just traditional line up and run the ball. Um, Evan Lane had a good game. Looks like throwing the ball. Looks like he threw for 268 yards. Uh, Thornhill for the Patriots threw for 363. Um, just kind of looking at the stats real quick. Lane threw four touchdowns, only had one interception. Uh, Thornhill, unfortunately, on the other hand, did throw for 363 yards, but only had one touchdown and was picked off eight times. Um, not not a winning formula, especially not in the playoffs. Um, it's unfortunate to see you know Thornhill have that kind of a game in the playoffs. Especially when, you know, he's been in the playoffs pretty much every year. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing to see him throw eight interceptions. However, when he first came into the league, he, I actually believe his rookie year set a record for interceptions in a season or was at least close to it. Um, so he's had a bit of a turnover bug over his career. Um, and unfortunately, in this game, it kind of seemed to pop up and unfortunately seem to cost the Patriots a game. Um, so with that victory, the Browns move on to the Super Bowl. Uh, lost count a long time ago of how many they've been to in a row. Um, so we'll, we'll see how they do. And uh, flipping over to the NFC... It was the Panthers traveling to Lambeau to play the Packers. Uh, this was a 21-13 Packers victory. Uh, from what I saw of the game, it was a pretty you know, evenly matched game as they tend to be. I do know the Panthers had a chance late in the game and they were driving the ball. And I believe through a late interception that was the final nail in the coffin for them. Um, looking at the stats, the Panthers had five turnovers to the Packers too, so not a completely clean game. But from you know the score, the turnovers, while they didn't help the Panthers, they uh, didn't really, as far as 
scoring wise weren't turned into points by the Packers. Um, passing wise, both teams were pretty close. Rushing wise, doesn't look like either team really kind of made that a priority. Uh, Packers outrushed the Panthers 35 yards to 26 yards. Um, between rushing and passing, the Panthers did have more total offensive yards than the Packers. Um, I do also believe there was a missed extra point in there somewhere for the Panthers. Probably, I think, on the second touchdown, I do believe it was 7-7 at one point. Um, Unfortunately for the young quarterback for the Panthers, Lafferty, he threw five interceptions and no touchdowns. Uh, whereas Corcoran threw two touchdowns and only had the one pick. Um, if this had been, you know, like a real life game, I would have probably picked the Packers to win just because, you know, Lafferty's only in his second year. You know, I don't think he was, I don't think he was the Panthers starter last season. I think this is his first full season or maybe be his second. Uh, either way, Corcoran's got more experience in the playoffs than Lafferty does. I would have probably given the edge to the Packers, you know, in a straight-up quarterback battle just because of the um, experience that Corcoran has in the playoffs and probably doesn't let the big moment get to him maybe quite as much as Lafferty would. Uh, from the looks of it, both quarterbacks got sacked twice. So... Like I said, from what I saw of it, it looked like a fairly even fairly even game, and then the turnovers didn't really seem to help the Pan- Packers too much or hurt the Panthers too much. Uh, really, the last interception inside of two minutes when they were driving with a chance to get another score really kind of was the last nail in the coffin for, for them. Um, so Packers move on to the Super Bowl. Uh, like I said, Browns and Packers, this matchup I think is now going on the fourth year in a row, maybe fifth. Uh, there was there was a little stretch where the Panthers were getting to the Super Bowl against the Browns, and the, I, I do believe this is probably the fourth or fifth time the Packers have gotten in a row that the Packers and Browns have played. Um you can't really look at week one. Uh, the Browns beat the Packers in week one. Uh, through the course of the season, you know, players on each team improve, players get injured. Um, going into the Super Bowl, neither team has anybody injured. Everybody's healthy. So you, injuries won't, nobody's missing anybody you know, super important that you would expect them to have. Um, Unfortunately, history tells us that the Browns are probably going to win this game. Uh, Like I said, last year's Super Bowl, I don't recall the score being that close or the year before that. Um, But I also know those two years, the Packers were kind of in flux a little bit on offense and defense and, you know, weren't quite up to the standard that they think we're used to or had been for a few years. Um, so we'll see if this year is a little bit different. 
I's going to lean with history, though, and unfortunately for the Packers say that the Browns will probably win. Nobody just, so far, nobody. Packers have done it twice, but nobody else seems to really be able to consistently be able to figure out how to, you know, maybe beat the Browns. Um, Browns, no matter who's a quarterback, it's Lane now, but even before... Um, when they had Callaway and a couple other guys, the Browns don't tend to turn the ball over too much. And if, you know, you turn the ball over and give them more opportunities to score, they're already pretty lethal on offense uh, with Payne and Sharp. Uh, Rucker out of the backfield as a threat, running or, you know, catching screens. Um, you know, Lane, Lane's got quite a few weapons. of uh, Corcoran has weapons of his own. Um, I really think this will probably be depend on if the Packers can take care of the ball and get a few turnovers out of the Browns. I think the Packers can win. Uh, it's just kind of a question of can they do it? Um, if the Packers turn the ball over and give the Browns extra possessions with chances to score, unfortunately I think the Browns will be able to capitalize on that because they – they can, kind of like the current Chiefs, they can kind of score whenever they want. Um, so hopefully the Super Bowl will get played tomorrow um, and we'll be able to kind of see how that game goes. Uh, following that up will be you know free agency and the draft and then we'll be into a brand new season. Um so we might do a little blurb about the Super Bowl and then maybe kind of see kind of see where everybody ends up for the draft. I know right now the Panthers have the number 1 pick. Um and I'm sure once free agency hits there'll be some more jockeying around for position um depending on who's looking for what in the draft. Um, I know right now the Chiefs are at 13. The Patriots are, unless they, well, they have, shouldn't be able to have traded that pick right now because nobody can trade, but they might. I think they were at somewhere around 12. Well, let's just look at that real quick. Um, let's see sitting where we are right now um we'll see if the browns try to move up if there's a player they really like right now they're set to pick at number 32 in the first round um then the chiefs are at 13 packers have the 19th pick and the 30th pick Panthers, like I said, have the first pick and are sitting at 29 for their second first-round pick. Um, and kind of the way we do these is everybody is allowed to have two picks per round, um, no more than that. And I believe it's you can't have more than, well, I mean, if you have two per round and seven rounds, um, you can't go over that limit. 
Uh, if you have extra picks in a specific round, like looking at the Patriots, they have the 12th pick, the 20th pick, and the 31st pick of the first round, so they're going to have to trade one of those picks. Um, I'm not sure what the not sure what the penalty would be if they tried to pick all three of those, if they actually managed to somehow pick with all three of those picks. Um, they also have three picks in the fourth round, so they'll have to try to get rid of one of those. Um, so that's kind of where we are right now. I'm sure once we hit free agency, there will be some moving around within the first round by user teams trying to you know, get themselves in a position for players they want. Um, so we'll we'll see how that all turns out. Um, might do, we'll do a short podcast after the Super Bowl just to kind of talk about it and, you know, where things are going to go from there. And then we probably won't do one until the first quarter of the next season is in the books and rolling along. So as I as I say every podcast, if you have any if any of you listeners have any suggestions on other content to throw in here or you know any questions you might have um I may not be as knowledgeable from the coaching side of things as my colleague is in that does the other podcast for our league, but I know quite a bit about football, basketball myself from having played and from studying, you know, the NFL and watching Madden. So any questions you guys might have, I know he's busy with his actual football season, being a high school football coach. Um, which it's kind of kind of nice to be able to say that you can, you know, go to a high school game and you know somebody that's on the coaching staff. Um, but anyway, if you have any suggestions, drop me a message and we'll see what we can get thrown in. Uh, until next time.